This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. This time, Tony Pollard finished things off with a seven-yard score. That sent them to the break with a 2010 lead. Prescott already had 221 yards and two touchdowns on 13 of 18 passing. He was just as deadly in the second half, hitting Lamb and Turpin for touchdowns as well. Prescott finished with 331 yards on 22 and 32 passing with four touchdowns and no pick. Another home game and another lopsided win for the Dallas Cowboys. In week 12, they hosted the Washington Commanders on their annual Thanksgiving Day game. Washington was able to move the ball often, but couldn't finish drives. Before long, the Cowboys ran away with it. The 2010 halftime lead turned into a 45-10 blowout, thanks to an insane fourth quarter that included 25 points. It became such a one-sided affair that Dak Prescott decided to pull out a hidden turkey leg and start his dinner with six minutes left in the game. This was a fun game for any Dallas fan as they got to see Prescott toss four touchdowns while witnessing history with De'Ron Bland running back his fifth pick six of the year. With all that going on, we wind up with a whole lot of studs that deserve praise this week. So starting off with our stud, Rico at running back. Rico was a surprise player this offseason as he was able to knock off every other contender for the backup running back spot behind Tony Pollard. He came into this one with 235 yards and a touchdown on the ground, as well as 54 yards and a touchdown as a pass catcher. His numbers aren't bad at all, but he's also been very unfortunate. He seems to have at least one long run called back every time, and that happened to him again on Thanksgiving Day. During the Cowboys' second drive of the game, he ripped off an 11-yard run, but it was called back due to a hole on C.D. Lamb. That hold was a terrible call, but it still took away a big run for Dowell. Despite this, he kept it rolling when he saw the ball. He had a 7-yard run a couple of plays later, and then capped off the drive with a 15-yard touchdown. In addition to what he did with the ball, he picked up a blitz as well to give Dak Prescott more time to throw. Again, his numbers were modest with 11 yards on the ground and 15 through the air but he got the scoring started and continued to prove he's worthy of his spot on the team and deserves more touches. Our next stud, Osa Odoiza, defensive tackle. For the past couple of years, the Cowboys' def- defense has been vastly improved, but they still had one weak spot, run defense. They attempted to shore this up by trading for Jonathan Hankins last year and then selecting Michigan nose tackle Mozzie Smith in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft. They've each done their part in helping to clean up the run defense, but they haven't been alone. Osa entered the game as the number 8 defensive tackle, according to PFF, in his top 20 run defense. He's still an effective pass rusher from the interior, but he's also rounded into an all-around defender. In this one, he stood out once again, especially when it came to stopping the run. perfect example of this came early in the third quarter. 
Washington was moving the ball in an attempt to cut into the 2010 Dallas lead and had a second and two, the Cowboys 39. Brian Robinson took the handoff, but Osa stuffed him for just a one-yard gain. Sam Howell threw an incompletion on third and one. The commanders then went for it on fourth down. Again, it was Robinson who got the ball, but Osa made another play. This time, he stopped them running back for no gain, giving the ball back to Dallas. Hankins also deserves a ton of praise for his performance as he recorded two sacks, including one on fourth down. The entire Dallas defensive line was feasting, but this felt like a breakout party for Osa, who was constantly causing problems in the offensive backfield. He was instrumental in stopping Washington from cutting the lead to one score and allowed the defense to pin their ears back and get after Howell, which they did to the tune of four sacks. Our next, uh, our first dud is Sam Williams. Sam Williams stopped Jake Jamison Crowder on the first punt of the day by Dallas, which should have put the commanders inside their own five. That's not where they started with the ball, however, since Williams was guilty of a face mask penalty. That flag gave them an extra 15 yards, setting Washington up at the 18. They did have to punt after 8 plays and just 38 yards, but since they started in a decent position, that punt pushed Dallas back to their own 10. It was an early chance to flip field position, but that didn't happen thanks to a mistake from Williams. It also wasn't the first time he had a gaffe on special teams recently. Last week, Williams was hit with another costly penalty on special teams. The second-year defensive end was guilty of running into the kicker as Dallas had forced a punt from Carolina. His penalty gave them a fourth and two, which they wound up converting. They had 12 more plays after the punt and finished with a lone touchdown on the game. None of which should have happened if not for the penalty on Williams. On defense, Williams was fine, and he still has a lot to offer on special teams. The fact that he's a 260-pound gunner is amazing, but he has to find a way to clean up the penalties. If he does, he'll be a huge weapon for this team. Next up, our stud, Dayron Bland. When Dayron Bland was announced as the Cowboys pick at number 167 overall last season, no one would have guessed that he would be setting records by week 12 of his sophomore season. That's what he, that's exactly what happened on Thursday. Bland once again found himself running an interception back for a touchdown. In the fourth quarter with a 38-10 deep deficit, Washington was trying to put something together before the game ended. They were moving the ball with Cole Tur uh, Turner falling in a 29-yard pass to move the ball into Dallas territory. A couple of plays later, Sam Howell threw a pass to Jahan Dotson, but Bland jumped the route. He then returned the ball 63 yards for the touchdown, dodging a few players at the end to get in the end zone. That would... That wound up being the fifth pick six for Bland this season, which is an NFL record. It's also a career record for Dallas, as Bland topped the four interception returns for a touchdown that both Dexter Coakley and Dennis Thurman had during their time in the Big D. During the broadcast, Tony Rowe asked how many times Deion Sanders recorded a pick six and found out that the answer was nine. That means Bland has more than half as many in 11 games as a legendary primetime did in his historic career. At this point, you have to wonder why anyone throws the ball anywhere near Bland. Sure, they might get a completion against him, but the risk simply doesn't seem worth it. Having said that, the Cowboys are glad the teams keep testing him and will be perfectly content if they continue to do so. And of course, wrapping up the studs and duds is our final stud, Dak Prescott. 
The Cowboys' offense has been spectacular since their bye week, especially when they're at home. They continue to roll on Thanksgiving. That is always by Dak Prescott. The veteran quarterback was once again dealing, and even though he missed a couple of early throws, he settled down and began to carve up the Cowboys' defense. On the opening drive, Prescott missed CeeDee Lamb on a pass that would have gone for a 62-yard touchdown. Lamb had Benjamin St. just beaten for a score, but the pass was too far ahead of number 88. He then missed Jalen Tolbert on the next pass, who was wide open for a long game. Dallas had to punt after that, but they got the ball back quickly, and Dak started to fire with much more accuracy. He led them on a 90-yard drive, finishing with a touchdown pass to Rico. Washington answered with a field goal, but Prescott responded with another score. This time, Prescott found Brandon Cooks for a 31-yard score, which put an exclamation point on a six-play, 75-yard drive. Dallas was forced to watch the Commanders get back into the game thanks to a 13-play drive, but once again, number four answered. In just one minute and 25 seconds, he led them back down the field for another score. This time, Tony Pollard finished things off with a seven-yard score. That sent them to the break with a 2010 lead and Prescott already had. 221 yards and two touchdowns on 13 of 18 passing. It was just as deadly as the second half, hitting Lamb and Turpin for touchdowns as well. Prescott finished with 331 yards on 22 of 32 passing, with four touchdowns and no picks. This was the tenth time he had four touchdowns, making his own history as he tied Tony Romo for the most in franchise history. He even found himself on the sideline with Dayron Bland after the game, enjoying the celebratory turkey leg for the first time. Let us know your thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me, on the comments section below, what did you think about the top performers of Thanksgiving Day? Let us know if we missed anybody, or anybody that we should have not included or included. Let us know your take. Now, on to our next topic. Three players who the Dallas Cowboys will likely cut in 2024. With the season winding down quickly, we're going to take a look at some players that the Cowboys will probably end up cutting for next season. The Dallas Cowboys have been rolling towards yet another playoff appearance in the 2023 season, but it's never too early to put an eye on the upcoming offseason. For the Cowboys, it seems like there could be some writing on the wall with certain players currently on the roster who might not be around next year if their play continues the way it has. The Cowboys are going to have to make some difficult roster decisions with, C with some key contributors hitting free agency, including some current high-level starters for the team. So, starting off, we begin with Michael Gallup. At some point, Cowboys are going to admit defeat on the investment they made in wide receiver Michael Gallup. Although it's not really Jerry Jones' style to cut players this far in advance of their contract expiring, I think the Cowboys will need that $9.5 billion in cap savings they can get by making Michael Gallup a post-June 1st cut. Everyone knows at this point that the Cowboys made a bad call when they traded Amari Cooper and re-signed Michael Gallup. That was a bad football move, and it's burned the Cowboys on a number of occasions over the last two seasons. Gallup simply hasn't been able to return to the form we saw from him early on in his career. He's making an average salary of $11.5 and is averaging just over 32 yards per game. Not good. Number two, Brandon Cooks. Although Brandon Cooks hasn't really been coming on as of late for the Cowboys, I think there's a decent chance he will become a salary cap casualty in the offseason. 
Perhaps the Cowboys would simply prefer to redo his deal and bring him back at a reduced price. But Cooks is really in a no-man's land when it comes to his contract right now. The Cowboys already converted $8 million of Cooks' salary into a prorated signing bonus, adding void years to his contract. With those void years already on the books, don't be shocked if Dallas tries to kick this can down the road even further, or possibly risk just losing Cooks altogether. The Cowboys could save $8 million by making Cooks a post-June 1st cut in 2024, and between him and Gallup, they could potentially save $17.5 million against next year's salary cap, while also giving themselves the flexibility to reload at the position and extend CD Lamb. That's really a major motivation here as well. Cowboys can't allocate so much cash to guys like Gallup and Cooks when you have CD Lamb to pay, and a contract situation with Prescott to figure out as well. Don't be surprised if Cooks is one and done with the Cowboys in 2023. Number three, Trey Lance slash Cooper Rush at quarterback. Cooper Rush just turned 30 and has a cap hit in 2024 of a pretty reasonable $2.8 million, but with no guaranteed money left on the deal. Cutting Rush and buying into Trey Lance as the backup for the future would be an easy way for the Cowboys to save over $2 million on next year's salary cap. Trey Lance is on a rookie deal that is fully guaranteed, but also fully mobile, in that the Cowboys face no salary cap penalty if they can trade Lance away. And I think even though he's barely played, there would be teams lining up to do some kind of late round pick swap to acquire Lance if the Cowboys were willing to part with them, which would save them more than $5 million in cap space. I just don't think we're going to see the Cowboys keep both of these guys on the roster in 2024 with a combined cap commitment of nearly $8 million. That's not too expensive for your backup quarterback position by any stretch, but it might be too much for a Dallas team that has key players hitting free agency on both sides of the ball. I think we're going to see the Cowboys pick one or the other, Cooper Rush or Trey Lance. There's already going to be discussion all over the place about what this team will do with Prescott, but I would be shocked if Prescott isn't the Cowboys quarterback in 2024. I think the idea of him not being in Dallas is simply a pipe dream for other teams in need of a quarterback. He will likely be back, but the Cowboys will find some salary cap savings by either letting go of Cooper Rush or doing a trade dump of Trey Lance. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Uh, what do you think is going to happen at the quarterback position or with Gallup or Cooks? Let us know. And now on to our next topic. We're going to dive into four Cowboys who were exposed in this massive Thanksgiving win against the Commanders. The Dallas Cowboys once again handed, handled their business against an inferior opponent as they pounded the Commanders 45-10 on Thanksgiving. The game was closer than expected in the second half, but Prescott and De'Ron De Bland helped Dallas score 25 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Bland took some shine off Prescott's surgical performance by making NFL history with his fifth pick six of the season, but at this point, both players deserved to be included in the Defensive Player of the Year and MVP conversations, respectively. It's hard to find negatives from a 35-point win, but as we noted earlier, the Cowboys struggled to put Washington away. Their start to the second half was uninspiring and kept the Commanders hanging around. The Cowboys deserve credit for pulling away and extending their home winning streak, but multiple players were exposed enough victory. So starting off at number 4 and 3, Jake Ferguson and Luke Shoemaker. If you're shocked to see... Ferguson included, let's start by saying that we fully acknowledge he's an ascending tight end. 
says a lot about Ferguson's talent and potential that he's cemented himself as the number one Cowboys tight end of the future midway through his second season. Ferguson is clearly one of Prescott's favorite targets, and that's translated in him ranking among the tight end leaderboards and catches, yards after catch, and touchdowns. All that said, far too many would be completion to bounce off Ferguson's hands. It happened again against the Commanders on a pass that would have moved the change. Chains, excuse me. Per ESPN's receiver metrics among tight ends, Ferguson ranks 20th in catch score this year. There's plenty to be excited about with Ferguson. In order for him to take the next step, though, he needs to reel in tough catches more consistently. The same can be said for rookie Luki Shoemaker, who dropped a would-be first down on a tight window throw from Prescott. The young tight end has dropped multiple easy catches this season. So it's no surprise why fans don't want him to see targets at high leverage situations. Number two, Donovan Wilson. It, is it time we start talking about Malik Hooker as the top safety of the Cowboys' three-headed monster? Jaron Kears has an up-and-down season. Donovan Wilson, who signed a three-year, $21 million contract in March to remain with Dallas, a free agent hasn't been much better. Wilson has always been frustrating had frustrating tendencies in terms of lapses in coverage and missed tackles. But he's always made up for it with splash plays. Those have been far and few between this season, however. Coming into week 12, Wilson managed just two tackles for loss, one quarterback hit, and three pressures. Last season, the hard-hitting safety produced seven tackles for loss, five sacks, two forced fumbles, nine quarterback hits, and 13 pressures. He's also allowing a 132.1 passer rating and has a 38.8 run defense grade per PFF. Sunday was more of the same from Wilson. The Cowboys need a lot more from the veteran safety. The defense is to realize its maximum potential. And number one, Brandon Aubrey. The honeymoon phase with Brandon Aubrey wasn't going to last forever. Heck, it might still be going if you grade on a curve. While Aubrey is still perfect on field goals this season, he's now missed two extra points in a five-day span after his second-quarter misfire against the Commanders. That gives Aubrey three missed XPs on the season. Calling it a big deal would be a reach, given Aubrey's field goal marksmanship, but it's undoubtedly a storyline. One Cowboy fans were hoping not to follow at all this year amid the kicker's exceptional start. There was bound to be a bump in the road at some point, though. Former USFL standout for the Birmingham. Stallions, Aubrey had never kicked in the NFL before 2023. The fact that he hasn't experienced a hiccup now is shocking. That said, a missed point after on Thanksgiving with the entire country watching means he'll be graded under a microscope moving forward. The miss didn't come back to haunt the Cowboys on Thursday, but Aubrey might not be as lucky if he leaves points on the board now that the schedule gets more difficult. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered in the comments section below and give us your take. And now on to our next topic. The Eagles can make Cowboys a laughing stock before their massive Week 14 matchup. The Cowboys play the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night. While that game is imperative to where Dallas finishes in the NFC playoff picture, their Week 14 matchup against the Eagles is arguably more pivotal in that regard. In the meantime, all eyes are on the Cowboys and whether they'll sign free agent linebacker Shaquille Leonard for Thursday night. It's now been reported by multiple insiders that Leonard will meet with the Cowboys on Tuesday, which, as of the release of this episode, they met with Dallas 
and are now meeting with other teams. This was Leonard's first free agent visit since he was released by the Colts last week after five years with the franchise. In other words, Dallas got the first crack at signing him to a contract. That's an inviolable position to be in. Having Leonard for Week 14 against the Eagles would be enormous, but a new report from insiders should, uh, should light a fire under Jerry Jones to not let Leonard leave the star without signing a contract. But, of course, as we find out, he has left the star without a contract. Following the injury to linebacker Zach Cunningham on Sunday, the Eagles are expected to ramp up their interest in Leonard. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have quieted the haters over the last month. Prescott is playing at an MVP level, and Dallas has cleaned up on the cupcake part of its schedule. As always, though, they've won the spectacular loss. A dim-witted Jerry Jones quote, her barrage of Prescott turnovers from becoming the league's punching bag or punchline. The Cowboys failing to sign Leonard only for the Eagles to turn around and sign the three-time All-Pro before the team's Mammoth Week 14 rematch on Sunday Night Football would do exactly that bad enough that Philly continues to churn out wins despite being outplayed for three plus quarters. Bad enough that Jalen Hurts continues to bolster his MVP case by delivering in the clutch after taking part of a pumpkin early in games. And it's bad enough that Nick Sirianni seemingly will never be humbled. But the Eagles swiping Shaquille Leonard right under Dallas's nose? That would be a terrible optic hitting into week 14. Unless the Cowboys are fully dissuaded by Leonard's medicals, he's been healthy for every game this season, so they must sign a linebacker for Thursday. Much like the football gods punished the Bills on Sunday for kneeling to go into overtime and failing to score a game-winning touchdown on their first position of overtime, Dallas will be punished if it allows Leonard to leave the building without a deal in place. And of course, we saw what happened. He walked out of the building. With no deal. <clears throat> so we'll have to wait and see what the Cowboys do in hopes of signing Shaquille Leonard. Let us know in the comment section below. Do you think the Cowboys will eventually be able to get Shaquille Leonard? And without further ado, let's dive into the next topic, which is the upcoming Cowboys Seahawks game. On Thursday night football, Dallas Cowboys start the gauntlet that is their end of season schedule on Thursday night against the Seahawks. The Cowboys currently hold a two game lead over Seattle for the top wildcard spot in the NFC. So a win would all but lock up the number five seed for Dallas, barring an epic collapse. Of course, the Cowboys are aiming to chase down the 10 and 1 Eagles for the NFC East, potentially in the number one seed. Those hopes are fading fast, however, and a Philly win over the 49ers on Sunday would crush those dreams for good. In the meantime, we're going to discuss everything fans need to know about Thursday's game. Of course, kickoff is scheduled for 7.15pm, and it's a standalone game that's probably going to draw a massive rating, being that the Cowboys are playing. The game's airing on Amazon Prime Video, so if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can access the game. Fans in need of a stream should head to FUBU TV, which has NFL games which you can stream from your phone, television, and all your favorite devices. The Cowboys are a surprisingly heavy, minus 9.5 favorite on DraftKings. That can be attributed to Dallas's dominance at home this season. They're available at minus 105 
to cover the spread at minus 420 to win outright on the money line. The over-under is set 47.5 points. If you want to listen to the Cowboys versus Seahawks game, um, Dallas fans can tune in to 105.3 The Fan. You can also hear the game in Spanish on 107.5. And those in Seattle can listen to the game on Seattle Sports, 710 AM and News Radio 97.3 FM. Let us know your thoughts on the Cowboys-Seahawks game. Um, we want to know what your prediction is for the game. Give us your scores, maybe highlights of the game that you think will happen. Let us know. And of course, if you want to support the channel, you can head on over to Buy Me a Coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash the big D and consider supporting the channel. You can give us a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, even a hundred dollars. Whatever you want to give supports the channel. We're going to put that money directly into this channel, upgrade our equipment, bring a new hosts, be able to pay them, and hopefully take this show on the road. We hope to be able to uh, live stream from a Cowboys game, and your support can help make that happen. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.